As I usually do here, I'm going to start the show off with reminding everyone to go to HankStrange.com. Very important. I made a tab or a page on there called uh, Strangeaholics. You can go to that page and you'll find all the social media that you can follow us on, all the different places you can support us, um, ways of communicating, etc., right? Uh, where, we've, where we're posting videos, all that stuff. So please go to HankStrange.com. Welcome back you also, to the Hanks. I don't know where that was coming from. That wasn't me. I promise you that wasn't me. Also, <laughs> on HankStrange.com, you can get, uh, we've still got patches, so, you know, buy into the patches, please help support us. we got a ton of these left that we need to get out there. All right, so I think that's that. Let me load everyone up here on the screens. We're going to get everyone up there. And then I am going to hit the open button. Here we go. Welcome back to the Hank Strange Situation. Boom. All right, make Lifestyle sure you guys subscribe to the channel, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. And we are live. Can I see jazz hands, people? Come on, Matthew, let's see those jazz hands. All right, <laughs> Matthew's giving the best jazz hands. We've got Edgar, <laughs> we've got Joanna. Let's see it unlocked and loaded as well as John Crump out there joining us, joined by his uh, assistant. Um, this is episode 672 of the Who Move Your My Freedom, Your Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Hank Strange. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on out there. Uh, the title of the show, uh, title of the show, Biden and ATF going after braces and 80% lowers. Uh, joining us, we've got uh, Edgar Antillion of Guns for Everyone. Edgar, what's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, man. Thanks for coming on the show. You, uh, you. I was going to ask you how you are, and then I remembered you're officially going into the history books as our first guest who has the 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 coof. The coof. I've got the the hiv. Right. <laughs> so I'm a little down right now, but uh, I'm sure I'll perk up here a little bit once we start talking about the ATF. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for thanks for coming on the show with all that going on. <laughs> yeah, uh, we really we appreciate that. As well as we've got Joanna Latina locked and loaded joining us. Hello, everyone. How are you? How are you? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I am I am well and healthy today. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say hopefully you don't have the coof. If you do, if anyone out there is worried right now because of Edgar, please put on your masks. <laughs> Um, you can also use pantyhose. You can use a shirt if you want to. You know, whatever that will protect you. Uh, okay, and here he goes. John Crump joining us. Crumpy, what's up? And, uh, Crumpy Jr. Matthew. <laughs> what's up, Matthew? All right, welcome to the show. Yes, now um, I'm going to get into this here on the top. I know that... Uh, I know that Crump has some stuff going on. So he's joining us here for the show specifically to talk about what's going on with um, the ATF and the Biden camp. And I will show you guys, if you really want more details on this, uh, go to AmmoLand. Let me see if I could pull up pull that article up for you guys on screen. Uh, go to AmmoLand News. John just posted this article. The title is Unaccountable ATF Heads colluding with Biden transition team to ban pistol braces. That's the article. Looks like there's a, a screen capture there. It says acting director Regina Lombardo and associate deputy director Marvin Richardson in a leaked conference call from November 10th, 2020. Um, John, can you fill us in on exactly what's going on here? You wrote this article you, and it, this, this is like breaking news that 
came out in hours, right? Yeah, I actually released it while they were still on the call. So, oh. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. They wait. The ATF was still on the call that you're releasing screenshots of. Yes. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Respect. Respect. Yeah. So what? So fill us in on exactly what's going on here. I know you've got some sources that, for good reason, you can't reveal. But exactly what's happening here? Okay. The ATF, um, Regina Lombardo and uh, Marvin Richardson, the two heads of the ATF, uh, have been contacted and are working with the Biden transition team, even though that nothing is certified yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. The Biden transition team asked them what their two priority, top priorities were. And the two top priorities were, number one, to reclassify and ban like braces being used in AR pistols and, and other type of rifle pistols. Um, and also to uh, reclassify 80% lowers as firearms and, and basically demand that they get serialized. They be serialized. Okay, so, um, and, I, and I see someone's asking a question. Let me see who's asking this question here. Christopher Rodriguez says, that includes metal and polymer in all forms? Um, yes. So, okay, yeah, so... Ours, uh, Glocks, everything. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, this... I'm, I'm like half and half on this one, and feel free, Edgar, Joanna, anyone to jump in here, ask questions. From my point of view, I'm kind of not surprised, right? Uh, obviously, Biden is already out there preparing for his transition, even though we haven't decided who uh, who won the election so far as president, right? And there's obviously been lots of shenanigans, things are coming out every day of, of stuff that's going on, Um and I heard that Biden's going to drop uh, executive orders pretty soon, or his planned executive orders. We already know the ATF is not happy about braces, and they and they were planning on doing something about that before we even went into this election. Then they kind of gave it a break, um, but they were looking for political cover. The news about the eighty percent lowers is kind of out of the blue. So, um, can you can you fill us in any more on that? Uh, the- Giffords is suing um, the ATF over their classification letter of 80% lowers. So okay. I was talking to Wilson today, and he had a good point. Um, he may call um, after reading my article. He's like, "What?" He's like, you know what I think is going to happen? The ATF, uh, well, the DOJ, which is getting sued by Giffords, is going to drop the suit and go, okay, well, we're going to resend that letter, and ATF is going to make new regulations to 80% lowers. Mm-hmm. Um, see that happening, they, they have this big fear of ghost guns, mm-hmm. which we all know is not really a thing, mm-hmm. um, but that's what they are pushing, and the uh, braces, it will be a wholesale ban on braces. Okay. Um, so, and- I'm sorry. So the, the whole 80% thing, like 80%, is that just an arbitrary number? Like they just don't care. They're just talking about anything because 20%ers exist and, and um, other variations of, or are they just looking at anything that could potentially be made into a firearm or like, I don't get it. Like where were they getting? They said 80% lowers. Um, I don't have exactly 
I mean, I have exactly what was said, but I don't know behind the scenes what yeah. the exact number that they're going to settle on is. Yeah, and uh, what they, the wording is going to be, right? Yeah. Or receivers uh, for handguns and ARs and rifles. Right, and yeah. manufacturers manufacturers buy 80% lowers. We were talking yesterday with Walter from Safety Harbor Firearms about that. Uh, I'm a, and I don't know what these people are going to do, but I'm going to assume that manufacturers can do it. What they want to do here is block people at home from making their own guns. Yeah, it'll basically just make the 80% lowers firearms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So making uh, do-it-yourself at-home guns illegal, um, which it, it, that, that's going to go a long way to bad stuff as far as well, I'm Well, it just say. sounds like everybody who is concerned needs to buy a 3D printer. Um, yeah. So they can uh, make yep. their own lowers. Yeah. So so these were the top two things on their list. Were there Was there anything else in the list? Did you get a chance to read the whole transcript here or whatever it is you have? Uh, they said that it was the top two things. Um, I'm sure that there's going to be other articles coming out with more stuff that was discussed. Yeah. In the mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how I would know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ammo.com, just go there. In the next few days, you might see mm-hmm. some stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The call. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, when they were still on the call, I tweeted to the ATF, the to uh, Regina and Marvin over there. Mm-hmm. I tweeted them a picture of a screenshot from the actual call. Yeah, so you're really trying to get these guys going. I was just like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> so then, the the I guess as somebody who is trying to be as objective as possible. The the logical thing is why doesn't Trump just get rid of them now? Well, okay, well he can, and uh, well I I had a theory. Why don't he doesn't? Yeah, I mean, he uh, fired. The, didn't he fire the sec def or something like that recently? Well, these guys are not appointed, so it's kind of harder. But okay. now like, I found out since I released my article that they are on retirement waivers. After thirty years in the government, you have to have mandatory retirement. Unless you get a retirement waiver. So who Trump give, who can, gives you that? It, well, he can do is just revoke the waiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because, okay, I think that was a good question that Edgar just asked there. It really is. Isn't it wrong for these, for these guys to be talking to the Biden campaign? Trump is still president. Even if, even if they manage to pull off this heist, right? He's president till sometime in January, right? Right or wrong? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so what are they? T- mean, what are they talking to Biden for? You know, why are they giving Biden like a wish list or whatever that is when we haven't even settled that particular thing? Yeah. Usually they talk to him after the certification. Mm-hmm. Um, after the certification, that's when whoever becomes like a reelected president or, or gets elected the president elect. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, the Biden transition team, they don't even have office space. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm bumping up my audio. Let me know if this is better. I've bumped up my audio a little bit here. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that's working for people. I know I see some people saying that my audio is a little bit, my audio is a little bit lower. I'm thinking you guys are hearing me. Uh, you guys hear me loud and clear there. Let me check. Let me uh, see what's going on on this. Yeah, it should be. Just so, just let me know in the chat if that um, 
Uh, Joanna, did you have any questions here? Not really. Uh, I was thinking the same thing. Why are these people still here? Um, that's pretty much it. I think, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like Trump has a lot on his plate right now, so I don't think he's going to be too concerned about this at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to really criticize anything right now um, on that end. So far as Trump? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, the White House says that he is aware of my article. Okay. So um, before I get into how everyone feels about the ATF going after this, uh, Crump, I've been hearing that Trump had some pro-Second Amendment stuff, that, it, like uh, executive orders or something like that, that he was going to do before this election. Have you heard those same kind of things? Yes. Okay. So is that all dead in the water right now um is, is would that even have an effect at this point i mean uh, yeah i mean some of the stuff that he wants to do uh it would definitely have an effect i don't want to get into too much of what it is mm-hmm. i don't want to telegraph anything mm-hmm. um but yeah he is uh there is other there is other um i guess you can say forces pulling him in the other direction mm-hmm. as well Mm-hmm. I don't go ahead and name those people or anything, mm-hmm. um, but um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not name the person. Okay, so what do you think about all this, man? What's your what's your gut reaction to this? Um, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Edgar and Joanna to jump in with their gut gut reactions. My gut reaction is they wanted to do this all along. I mean. Mm-hmm. It, Looking back at documents from like two years ago, they mm-hmm. wanted to ban. They didn't think they had a political capital. Mm-hmm. Now, see, well, Biden possibly might be coming in. Now they're saying, well, now we have the political capital and the political cover, mm-hmm. uh, political cover, to mm-hmm. be able to pull off like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's say um, let's say this becomes a reality, right? So that we're seeing executive orders and all this kind of stuff. Uh, what would you, huh? We just they would just reclassify it. Uh, they would just revoke all the letters. And uh, remember, there's no really, there's no real standards for uh, pistol braces. So they just revoke the letters and pin in the standards, the pistol braces. That there's no such thing as pistol braces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're definitely pistol braces. Eighty percent, yeah. the same thing. Revoke the letter. Um, in fact, with the Giffords lawsuit, they don't even have to revoke the letter. They just have to uh, like let the case go and then the letter will get revoked and then this put up new standards i mean okay um yeah. edgar what, what's your yeah I'm, I'm kind of on the same i mean we have been seeing this flip-flop for for a while you can't shoulder it you can't shoulder it you um it, it's we've been seeing this for for quite some time already something that they've been wanting to do and they've just been pretty hesitant on um, you you would like to believe that it was because of Trump that they were a little hesitant. Um, it was. Um, yeah, and I don't know. It, it just this whole <laughs> election thing and Biden talking when he shouldn't be talking, and I don't know. The whole thing is just. I don't know if it's the. The hiv that I got going on, but 
it, it's making you, it's giving you the heebie-jeebies, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel. I'm getting some serious heebie-jeebies. Joanna, what do you think about this? Uh, <clears throat> like I said, I'm, I'm. I feel like Trump's had a really crappy uh, term. He can't mm. catch a break. So mm. I know a lot of people are really pissed at him for not doing something about the ATF. But I don't really, you know, if you really stop and think about how much he's had to deal with, um, I don't blame the guy. You know, it's not wasn't one of his priorities. I do think that they're using this uh, maelstrom that we have right now in D.C. Um, as cover, like you said. And I don't know. I just feel like I, I agree that they, they were probably going to go after braces for a while. And yeah, like I said, everybody uh, who's concerned should uh, maybe get a 3D printer. And that's all I got to say about that. Right, right. Um, yeah, th- yeah, that's definitely not a, a bad idea. You know what? Look, before the election, this stuff came out, right? From the ATF issued a letter to um, Q, and we were all talking about the honey badger. Uh, John, yeah. I think you published that they also issued it to other companies, right? Yeah, the four other companies uh, got the letter. Okay, um, to- yeah. Do we know the names of those companies or those companies are still negotiating in the background with the ATF? Uh, They're still negotiating in the background with the ATF. Um, Okay. I want to know I want to know what who these companies are. I know that, you know, because you're a journalist and and I respect that, man. You know, we we I'm glad that you're able to bring us this kind of stuff. But I I want to know about these companies that are out there negotiating instead of uh, being like uh, Q. Right. And coming out here and SB tactical and coming out and standing up and saying, no, this, you know, this is not right. And we're going to fight back against this. Why are these companies still hiding from their customers and trying to negotiate something with these guys? And, and with this news and with uh, with the news of the elections, it's probably even more leverage on the side of the ATF against them. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I don't, I, I don't think the negotiations, negotiations are going to be successful now. Mm-hmm. Maybe they will. I know a couple of the companies, instead of saying, hey, what Q did, and say, hey, you know, the ATM is saying this, they just uh, took their pistols and marked them as sold out on the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when, when do you think we're going to know about these companies? Uh, I would say pretty soon. Um, once my uh, Freedom of Information Act comes through, which should be any day now, mm-hmm. that's their basic deadline to that's uh, up. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really, really want to know because I think now is not the time for for companies out there, um, you know, in the firearms industry to to you know to not have a spine. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> It's it's time to like actually stand up and fight if you really believe in what you're manufacturing and what you're making. It's time to stand up and fight for that. L- let's talk about the eighty percent stuff, right? There's Polymer eighty, um, a bunch of other companies out there looking at this. Um, have you heard from any of those people? What do you think is going to be the reaction of companies that specifically built their business around eighty percent everything, right? Handguns um, and on up. Hank, you were the first one to know, so you knew hours before everyone else did. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else found out at like around five-ish. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I talked since then. I talked to Cody Wilson, who said, yeah, we kind of knew it was going to go this way. We were just expecting it um, mm-hmm. from distributed. Uh, mm-hmm. Talked to a few other people. Um, 
that are in the industry. And I guess everyone kind of knew it was happening. I know there's at least one company that I talked to one of the people that was saying, you know, talking about it on the call and they were kind of pissed because that person they talked to the to that same day and they said, Oh no, we're not planning to do anything. And then they went on the call and said, Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah. It, this makes me really mad. I don't know what the folks out there feel. I'm going to assume the gun guys out there are really mad about it. And it's not just about the braces. It's just like it, it wasn't just about the bump stocks. It's not just mm-hmm. about the braces. It's not just about the 80% or anything else. It's like they're going to take one thing, then take another, then take another. And it's just paper cuts until we're like bled out on the floor. That's yeah. why paper cuts. Yeah. That's the thing that makes me mad. Me personally, um, I'm going to tell you guys, like, the way that I look at it, like, we are the resistance now. We're the resistance. I'm not going for any of this crap. You know, yeah. this part part of this I know has to do with Trump and, and him becoming president. I think that's, you know, he needs to fight the fight and and do what he's going to do. But it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter to me who's the president, whether it's Trump or Biden. Right. Whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, you know, I'm going to fight for freedom and I'm going to fight for gun rights for people in this country. And these are things that just like back in the days when they made a vial of crack, you know, into a, a felony. And then, you know, you got like mandatory years and all that kind of stuff. That's what we're looking at here. And and I know the people who are going to suffer the most from this, um, you know, and this is in, this is insanity. Just think about how many. Think about how many braces are out there. Think about how many 80% lowers are out there, right? How, how are they really going to enforce this? Who are they going after? Okay, yeah, there's no... Matthew, Matthew is, he's, he's, he's fired up right now. So <laughs> um, th- th- this is, this is going to affect a lot of people. I think there were a lot of people, there were a lot of bump stocks out there, but everyone was like, oh, I don't even want to admit I, I have a, bu- a bump stock or, you know, or that I want to fight for that thing. And it's all leading in this direction. And now these guys have uh, the cover to go in there. And uh, I don't know, man, it's, um, you know, I think it's, it should be a wake up call to people out there. Yeah. Well, I got to go and do homework with Matthew. Yeah. 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 That looks like, yeah. I would let Matthew run around the block a couple times. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't um, think you're going to get much uh, uh, sitting him down and doing math right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to let him run around a little bit. Okay. Listen, uh, Crump, thanks a lot, man. Um, thanks so much for your reporting. I know that's put you in the crosshairs of lots of different people out there. Um, just real quick for the folks out there who want to support you, how can they do that? Uh, head over to John Crump too and subscribe. I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash John Crump. Uh, all, I'll give you a shout out. All proceeds. <laughs> um, shout out I, to Matthew, by the way. <laughs> shout out to Matthew. You're the most awesomest. <laughs> I have a I know, I know. You're gonna get some money for that. <laughs> yeah. Bye guys. All right, Crump. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, man. Bye, Matthew. Good night. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I just got to say, I think John Crumb is one of the most interesting human beings alive. <laughs> he is. He's a pretty cool dude. He's a pretty cool dude. Um, and, and he's got a lot of stuff going, so, going on, so I appreciate him uh, coming on to talk with us about this. Um, yeah, man. I, I don't like how things are shaping up right now. Well, and, and it's... It, it, now it's all on on the new guy we're, we're, we're just I know there's a lot of suing that, that needs to be done and Supreme Court and all that shit but mm-hmm. we're just gonna assume that, that it's the next guy mm-hmm. that's coming in and it's his turn to take the heat and um, I was very critical of Trump because mm-hmm. he was super weak on guns um, he was not strong at all at guns but if he is no longer the guy, then we need to focus on the new guy and keep that that individual accountable. Because, and so far, the way he's doing everything is just it's not settling well, yeah, uh, at all. Like it, it's not settling well at all in any way, shape, or form. So it, it, it's very concerning. Um, but I'm sorry. I mean, we kind of knew this was going to be yeah. on this level from the get go. I mean, the guy has an entire page on his, you know, pre-election. I don't know what's on there now, but I think it's the same thing. I don't think they changed that page. They changed it, yeah. I don't think they did. His gun control policy was right there in white and blue or red or whatever the color was. Um, And you know, I know there's a lot of. I'm not gonna point fingers right now, but I know there's a lot of gun owners who I've seen the infighting on on Instagram all over the place. um, Who what do you mean? They voted for who voted for Biden and Mm -hmm. that's fine. It's like, I don't want to have people sitting here crying about it when, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it was pretty obvious this was going to happen. Okay. So there's a couple of things going on here, right? I just want to make sure we're tracking all of that. So you're, you're seeing a lot of infighting going on now. There's a lot of gun guys out there who actually supported Biden. And you're saying that they're getting into fights with the Trump. Did they support, did they support Biden or were they doing the, the classic, I, have not, I just voted against Trump? They voted against Trump. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then they went for Biden. And I'm like, you you can't be a gun person and say you're a gun person or two-way person and vote for Biden when that's right there. It's not like it's, you know, you can't just. And then I hear, oh, that's never going to happen. The Senate will never let that happen. The Supreme Court's never going to let that happen. I'm like, how much we've been fighting that happen- we, I think, like Edgar said, we've been fighting that happening with Trump, right? Exactly. So right. I can't argue what Edgar said. Trump has done some things and said some things that are anti-Second Amendment and, and other stuff, right? And, and he had opportunities in the beginning, especially four years ago, there was a super majority. So Trump and Republicans had an opportunity to lock this all in. They didn't do it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I listen. I'm not trying to make anyone think I'm anti-Trump. Right. I supported Trump. I voted for Trump. You know, I believe that he's the legitimate president. But what does that mean? Correct. <laughs> you know, That's, this I mean, is I where we're at. They didn't. They didn't do what they were supposed to do back when they were supposed to right. do it. The flip side of th- in the past. Right. That's in the past. Now the flip side of it is if you're saying, and I know there's people like that. There's people like that that we're all dealing with that support Biden. And, you know, they probably even believe we should be reasonable and willing to get do this and do that. If you really support Biden, as Joanna said, the plan is still up there, Joanna. It's still on the website. It's still there. 
The Biden plan to end our gun violence epidemic. What the hell does that mean? You know, he has a plan to end something that doesn't exist. And I could tell you some things that exist. I agree with Kanye West when he said there's a thousand black babies getting aborted every day. Nobody's got a plan to end that epidemic. Correct. You know, but yeah. he's got a plan up here. And this plan is, is you know, I mean, you know, there's so many things we could go into yeah. um, here on this plan. Hold gun manufacturers accountable. <laughs> right. There's all these different things. So you could go through this plan here. I'll just scroll down. If, if you're out there listening to this and you never saw this plan, uh, I think you need to um, think about it and go look at it. Right. Um, they want to bring back the Brady Handgun Violence Prevention Act. You know, um, they want to make it more difficult for you to get your hands on guns. They want to create a better a better list, a better database. <laughs> Hold gun manufacturers accountable. That means allow people to sue gun to manufacturers. Sue, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, just just goes on and on. Ban the manufacture and sale of assault weapons and high capacity magazines. That's in here. Uh, regulate possession of existing assault weapons. <laughs> what does that mean? Buy back the assault weapons. DCG44S in the chat said we need to stop this nonsense of thinking Republicans are on our side. Fake news. I mean, yes, they're not super pro 2A, but at least mm -hmm. they didn't have this huge laundry list of everything they wanted to accomplish, which basically has not been seen before. At least I don't think nobody has out there gone out there and put this in black and white and said, this is all the stuff and pretty much go after guns on this level. I think that's unprecedented. This is another level what we're talking about here on this plan. What I'm saying is Republicans and Trump, Trump said, okay, but let, let's rewind to like, uh, what was it? SHOT Show 2015, um, NRA anointed Trump. Was it SHOT Show or NRA? I think it was the NRA show, something like that. They anointed Trump the, uh, the what, what was it called? The chosen one. The angel of mercy for the gun world. This he was the most pro gun guy, and they just fi they just figured that out magically somehow, right? Then we all we everyone got in there, supported Trump and all that kind of stuff. They gave these guys a supermajority. They wasted that because yeah. once they once once they got our support, and they just didn't just get our support, but they ran on this. This is the thing. It's not like hey. They were Republicans and they didn't run on believing, say, oh, we believe in the Second Amendment. We're going to be good for the Second Amendment. They ran on that. And then they didn't stand up to anything all the way up to what we were just talking about with Trump, that recently he had pro-gun stuff that he could have put forward and he didn't do it. Yeah. OK, that's a wasted opportunity. And I agree with that. But yes, I also agree with you. I know I know it's, it, it may sound weird. I also agree with you, Joanna, and, and what Edgar said. The enemy now is the Biden camp. But, yeah. Okay? And, and if you look at his plan here, I didn't even finish going through it. I'm just hitting the highlights. Correct. Okay? Because yeah, it's pretty long. Yeah. Uh, it, it is pretty extensive and very, very concerning. Because it... Um, I think the w the way it's looking, where we're going to keep control of the Senate, um, and I say when we, I'm, I'm just talking about on the two A side, mm -hmm. uh, keep control of the the Senate, which helps the the cause a little bit. Mm -hmm. But if that if that switches during the midterm elections, 
um, then who's to say that it won't that they'll forget about it? I mean, hopefully his dementia is really that bad, um, and he'll forget that he he used to have a gun plan. If his and, dementia is that bad, we could easily get him switched out somewhere here. <laughs> they might do a couple of months with Biden and then then shuffle the board. No, I think well, that's bad because then isn't Kamala up next Kamala, then? Yeah. And she straight up said during the primaries that give if, if, if the if Congress hasn't put something on my desk within 100 days, I'm going to do an executive order on gun control. So yeah. that's not any better. That's worse. So and then here's the here's the other thing to think about. OK, and I know like I watched Noir had a pretty good video on this where he said, hey, you know, we might be able to block him. If uh, Republicans control the Senate and all that, and and I'm with that, right? Here's the problem: we cannot rely. We are we just established that we cannot right. rely on Republicans. Even we cannot rely on them. How do you know that they're not going to be something else they want to put in? They're like, look, we'll give on this the gun thing. Yeah. Forget about those guys. They weren't, you know, in the last four years, they weren't awake enough to even pay attention. This is the problem. Like the gun people for four years have been on here screaming like, oh, wake up. You guys are crazy. You think because Trump is president that nothing, you know, nothing negative is going to happen to the Second Amendment. And you're just like sleeping on all this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we've talked about this before, but the, the a lot of Republicans are not gun people. They they're in office because of other subjects, of other topics. Guns uh, is not a priority for them, so they're not going to fight for it. Maybe they won't go against it, but they they couldn't care less if if, if they attacked guns because they're more pro life candidates or, um. or they're more economy based. I don't even know if they're I don't know. I don't even know if they're more pro-life, to be honest with you. I think they see the pro-life and the gun stuff as negotiable. Mm. Right. And so whenever the option comes up of like, okay, well, are you willing to do this? They do it. That's what happened here in Florida. Joanna and I live in Florida. We have gun control in Florida, Florida, the gunshine state. Yeah, we have gun control because Republicans like, I looked at some of those Republicans in the face who could have killed it in committee. And I was like, why didn't you kill this thing? You yeah. know, and they just looked at me. Republicans. That's the number one first thing. So I think one of the things that they realize is, like, they know the stuff that their constituency, their voters will get mad and come after them for. And in the past, you've seen Republicans and blue dog Democrats stand up for the Second Amendment because the Second Amendment people were loud and vocal. Correct. That's gone away. And the, and the, and the NRA was completely ineffective in the last two years. And actually now, once <laughs> if Biden gets in there, NRA, toast. Yeah. Toast. Yeah. Yeah, the NRA's got a lot going against it. A lot going against it. And, um, and it's all their fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they really don't have anybody else to blame except themselves. Um, yeah. And I, I think the problem is, is that we still have a lot of people who, who are clinging to that. They're still holding on to that. To the NRA saying, hope? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because they have no clue of what the news is. You're right. There's five million people who support the NRA that don't even know the NRA has like just 
squandered their money over the last years. Correct. Correct. And thinking they're still the the organization. And the reality is, is uh, we all know this. Uh, we all know they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're not here for our better interest. But we see it a lot. I, I think what we need to focus on is the new people who just became gun owners. There's there's a lot of them who don't truly believe in gun ownership. They're, they're, they're here temporarily, and we have to accept that. Mm-hmm. But we have to look at these new people who, who just became gun owners, what, 15 million people that just became gun owners, uh, that could be very vocal on our front. The, the problem is, is we, we're seeing people who are already demonizing them because politically they may not be aligned to us. Like They're, they're probably not going to vote Republican. But what they can do is is change the mode of, of like we need like you were saying, we need those blue dog uh, Democrats, the, those those Democrats who are very pro gun. Uh, they used to exist here in Colorado, and that's one of the things that is slowly going away in Colorado is uh, those blue dog de- Democrats who who are super pro gun and will vote pro gun. Um, but they're liberal in, in other aspects. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we need to get back to that and, and kind of acknowledge that there's people out there that, that may not see the, the pro-life issue the same way that we do um, or economics the same way that we do or, or whatever uh, the same way we do, but they see the gun issue the same way we do, and that's something that we can work on um, on, on the freedom side. So... Right now, though, everything's so polarized that like, if somebody's out of line with, with us, uh, we kind of demonize them, and then we don't have that person on our side anymore. Because for them, it's just they're brand new to guns, whatever. They, they won't be losing anything. Um, but us that have been in it for a while, like we, we know what, what's at stake. We know what's, what we're losing. We know what happens if this all goes away. Mm-hmm. Have you, um, by the way, please, everyone out there, smash the thumbs ups. We appreciate that. The reason why I'm asking for that, um, <laughs> I hate to be in this like pandering position or whatever, right? As some people look at it, but you know, we're, we're trying to beat the algorithm here. So you guys have to help us out by smashing the thumbs ups or sharing this. You know, we're trying to get over this algorithm that's really working heavy d- duty overtime against us. Um, Edgar. How many of those people, you're talking about the folks out there who um, are new to guns. I think it's somewhere between the numbers are 6 to 12 million people yeah. who never owned guns before. They say most of them are uh, women, minorities, um, right. and and they tend to be liberal. Have you come across those people in Guns for Everyone in Colorado? Have you come oh, across absolutely. those people in your training? Okay, tell tell us about them if you could. Uh, yeah, you see them in, in, in classes. I mean, it, it's so easy. Um, and just having these conversations with this individual. My class is set up relatively casual. It's not your, your, your either way. The, the environment is just pretty laid back, pretty casual. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the very first main things that pops up is that they're – when these people come up and, and the ones that do approach you and, and talk to you after class, um, a lot of them are just happy. It's not an NRA quote unquote NRA class mm-hmm. with the, the FUD teaching the class and, and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of these people don't want that. They don't, they don't want to be preached to about 
whatever the, mm-hmm. the politics is they just want to be taught about guns and, what, what and were they what were their concerns you like when you find out from them why yeah. they got in why did they buy that gun and then why did they come and seek training from you so obviously a lot of them are just worried about where the safety is going in, in the nation mm-hmm. um i don't think even from the democrat side i don't think everybody is supportive of the 100 percent of the defund police situation Okay. Um, I think that's a very small minority uh, of the population mm-hmm. uh, that wants that. But they see the movement kind of growing in the media. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, anytime the media shines their spotlight on, on something, it kind of moves that way, unfortunately. So a lot of them are, are afraid that the cops are not showing up uh, during the, the virus um, here in Colorado. Um, I know there was certain agencies who said they're not going to show up to crimes unless somebody has been hurt. So they weren't going to show up. Because people could potentially have COVID-19. Correct. Correct. So they're not going to show up. Um, That changed a little bit, but Colorado's kind of going back towards that. Mm -hmm. So if it kind of goes back towards that, again, cops are not showing up and they're they're saying you're it. Yeah, we're going back down. We're going back into lockdowns. I think Utah Correct. already went back, right? Or, or oh, I don't they kicked know. off. I think I saw somewhere um, in the news that they kicked it off. Here's an interesting thing, and I don't know if you uh, want to say something here, uh, Joanna. But here's something interesting that I saw, on, and I'm, this article is going to be. I'm going to warn everyone. It's Fox News. Okay. <laughs> I don't like Fox News either. I've been telling you guys that for a long time. They really put the nail in their own coffins with me on election night. They were one of there were some of the people out there pausing the count and doing all that. I've uh, you know I've been living in America since the early eighties. Never I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, like what happened on election night. So I am not a fan of Fox News, but this you know we we get we get our news from lots of places we don't like, right? So um, here's the headline. I'm going to read it to you guys. Uh, gun stocks fall. After vaccine news um, and lack of election-related civil unrest. So there's a report just to, to, to briefly uh, zip through this for you guys. So I think uh, Pfizer says that their corona, uh, corona vaccine is about 90% effective. <laughs> All of a sudden, their, their thing is 90% effective. And then also it's showing that uh, gun-related stocks on the stock market, Smith & Wesson Brands, Storm Ruger, Vista Outdoors, uh, they were saying kind of like uh, uh, falling. I don't know uh, how true that is. There's probably companies going in there and buying them up. But those those are two kind of like weird things coinciding with each other. All of a sudden, Pfizer says, oh, you know what? We got a we got a 90 percent effective vaccine. And then yeah. and then there was no there was no like uh, mass burning down of stuff. Sorry. Go ahead, Joanna. I don't know. Oh, your audio's off. Yes, it is. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how that's correlated, though, mm-hmm. because that's like, how can you say that's causation? It might be just correlated. You know, in yeah. science, we, you know, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. I don't see how vaccinations being effective has anything to do with gun sales. If you look at uh, or stocks, um, I saw an article today that said that there was a second surge of, of, of gun sales right now. And I believe it because I've seen it. Yeah. Um, people people are telling me that there's long lines at the gun stores. Yeah. out the door and stuff like that. I think I think that Fox News along with the rest of the media is trying to chill us out. 
and say, oh, don't worry, you could go out now because we got a 90% effective vaccine all of a sudden miraculously, you know, um, yeah. and then, okay, there's not as much violence as people expected, uh, you know. I think they're trying to chill everyone out. That's what it looks like to me. I don't know. I also think there's no violence because nothing has truly happened yet. Everyone's kind of still on the Correct. edge of their seat. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting with bated breath to see what happens one way or the other. If Biden is determined to be the legitimate president and confirm them that, there's going to be a, at least some unrest. I don't think it, it might not be civil mm-hmm. unrest. I don't know. Or violence. Um, and vice and, and, and likewise, if, if Trump is, there was definitely going to be civil unrest with violence. Mm-hmm. So I don't see like I don't trust Fox anymore, especially after election night. Like you said, I personally think that they have a hidden agenda now. I don't know what the deal is with that, but um, I have heard rumors that the powers that be that work at Fox are not as conservative as we would like to think so. Oh, for sure. I mean, they cut off, uh, what's her name, Kaylee McEnany? Yeah, I saw that. They cut off her, the, the uh, press conference Audio. they were having when they were saying, when they were trying to talk about all the shenanigans and all the election fraud that went on, and they cut that off. So um, let me also get this. PRP, Puerto Rican Pistolero, your, uh, your husband, he says uh, those folks might sell back their guns, want their guns once they feel safe. He's talking about all these new gun owners. And I think this is the kind of thing that Fox is trying to talk about. I, I don't know. Edgar, do you believe that? Do you believe that, Joanna, that these people are going to sell back their guns or something? I don't, I don't think all of them. I think that we always expected a few of them to, to do it. But if mm-hmm. I were to take a guess mm-hmm. of the, let's say, 12 million people who have just purchased guns, mm-hmm. um, I'd say maybe 100,000 of them will, will sell them back. I think... What ends up happening is, and we see this consistently, mm-hmm. is the the people who have never shot a gun before, they shoot it and they, it becomes a hobby. It becomes, even if they're not super passionate about the Second Amendment, um, they definitely, it, it's fun to shoot. Like, it, it, it's it's fun. It, it's a lot funner, than, a lot more fun than, than bowling and mm-hmm. uh, many other stuff mm-hmm. that, that we do. Uh, for fun, so it, it's. I, I don't think that many people are going to be selling it back. I think uh, that I think you're completely right. I think that the biggest thing that you can do, as we always say, uh, to destigmatize and make it less scary, is to take your friends who are kind of on the fence right. about guns, take them shooting, and then once they shot a gun and they didn't, you know, automatically feel evil. Like Top Shot Chris said, uh, I forgot where he said this. I think it was GRPC. He said something like he took a friend shooting. And their reaction was, wow, I really thought I was going to feel different or, or like I was a villain or something. Or if I was going to want to murder someone. And he was surprised when he didn't feel that way. Um, so I think Edgar's 100 percent right. I remember when I was many years ago, my first time, I was not a Second Amendment advocate. I went shooting for fun and it was yeah. a lot of fun. And I came out of that and I went directly and bought my first gun right after my first time shooting because I thought this was so much fun. Um, So I think it's up to us to kind of change that culture for the new wave of gun owners. And the less scared they are, because that's what the media does. It it takes every tragedy possible to scare people into thinking Mm -hmm. that guns can just grow legs and hands and pull their own trigger and that they're, you know, anybody who has a gun is therefore a threat. Um... So let's work on changing the culture, and I think that that will make a big difference down the road. 
yeah. the more people who are not scared about it, the better. Right. I think that I, I agree with Edgar um, Edgar's assessment on that as well. I think, you know, guns to me are like a gateway drug to freedom. Yeah. And I think in the beginning, it's it, you do it out of fear. Like we do a lot of things. We do, you know, fear is a motivator, right? And and it's a valid motivator, right? That's a that's a uh, intelligent design, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That's built into us that we get we 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 get afraid of who's going to take care of our family, ourselves, and our things or whatever, and we say, okay, we're going to go out there and get a gun. But we're also afraid from all the things we see in the media, what we hear about, and we don't know. Once we get out there, especially if we discover someone like Guns for Everyone or lots of this, there's a ton of good trainers out there, right? Correct. Once you discover those people and they show you how to responsibly, safely use these freedom tools, you go to a, to like another level of power because you realize I can make this into a piece of metal and I can make this into something to uh, protect myself and I can make this into something that I can have fun and enjoyment and unwind and, and relax as, as crazy right. as that may sound. That's what happens to me whenever I go shooting, <laughs> you know. I actually unwind, and I think that most people who discover that don't go back. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty difficult for the, for them to go back. Um, I think what what the ones that do go back end up finding that pocket of fuds that want to convert them completely into their way. Okay, you own guns now, so now you must be a super duper Christian, and now you must be. Uh, super duper Republican, and now because you own a gun, you 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 got. And the reality is, that like, no. If 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 it is, let's say, a liberal who just bought a gun, they're probably not going to see it your way again on the economy, and they're not going to see it your way on this thing. I think the ones that do fall back are the ones that are just have that bad taste in their mouth. They're like, fuck, I knew it. Uh, I I knew I shouldn't have came in here because I knew I was going to find this NRA guy. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what's going to happen. And then they find the NRA guy, and then they're like, "Never mind, I don't, I don't want this gun anymore." Um, I'm yeah. Because you're trying to, you're trying to force something down their throat, and unless you're prepared for that, nobody wants anything forced down their throat. Correct. Right. So, Correct. Um, you know, I think that it's like w- with with my kids. I don't, I don't try to push them into things. If I try to say to my kids, you know what, have a YouTube channel. No, yeah. you need to become a pharmacist like your mom. They, that's exactly the op. They're going to do the opposite Correct. of that. Correct. You know, and so, yes, I think that if you go into a gun store and the guy meeting is like, listen, you need to become a Republican. Change right now. Bec- join the Republican Party. Vote for Trump and do all these kind of things. It's going to back you off. People need to discover that. You need to let them Correct. go take that crack pipe. And, and smoke it in a corner or something like that <laughs> and get high <laughs> and on their own come to the con- start coming to the conclusion about freedom. Like, OK, so you're saying I could have this. I could do this. I could defend myself. What's the problem now? Well, there's people who want to take that away from you or who want to limit that. OK, why do they want to do that? Yeah. And I think that's the, the way to go about it. And I think we're getting played a lot. Right. By the two party system. Where it used to be there were a lot of Democrats that pretended they were okay with guns. And, you know, Republicans are also, that's like their thing. But who really, really believes it? You know, what we really need is to find the people who really believe in the Constitution. 
right? Because yeah. I don't think a lot of Democrats believe in the con- – most of them don't. I think there there's probably more Republicans who do. And there's there's Republicans out there who I think very much believe in the Constitution, including the Second Amendment and all that. But we're we're losing those guys. Most of these guys just believe in power nowadays. And really what everyone wants out there in the world is to be free, as free as possible. Yeah. If you talk to them, most people in certain aspects are especially conservative. They may not care who you get married to. They may not care if you if you smoke weed or take some kind of drugs, right? Yeah. They may not care about that, but they don't want taxes. They want to be able to have their businesses. They want to be able to defend themselves in a moment. They don't want to have to dial nine one one and wait for someone to come save them. You know, they want their neighborhood to be safer, right? They don't want someone selling drugs to their kids. Correct. So. The thing is, is if you force them in, if you push people in that direction, they they resist you and they go the other way. Correct. And th- that's kind of what we're fighting right now. It just we, we just got a worst case scenario. We, we have a population that starts changing the Democrats from within. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, because if we have two parties fighting over who's more pro gun, um, I think that that's a better way because we're, we're going to find ourselves at some point um, having two parties discussing who's more anti-gun because mm-hmm. that, that's kind of the direction where we're, we're going. Well, I'll see Trump didn't do as much as Biden's going to do. Yeah, but but he still did mm-hmm. shit that he shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have, I'd much rather com- have two parties competing on who's more pro-gun versus who's more anti-gun. Um, yeah. so I, I, I'd be 100% okay with having a lot of Democrat homies who are just changing the party within, um, applying pressure locally, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like we did in, in 2013 here in the state of Colorado. Mm-hmm. The Democrats uh, down in in Southern Colorado, they fired uh, two senators because um, of the gun issue. Mm-hmm. It was the first time in our state history, mm-hmm. but it was Democrats who kind of let them know, like, no, we 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 are Democrats, but we like our guns. Mm-hmm. Um, and you gotta uh, those old school Democrats here in the state of Colorado are, are for the most part, very very pro gun. Um, I don't think the Second Amendment should even be a political issue. It shouldn't. It absolutely shouldn't. Uh, it, it really shouldn't. It's not something that should be discussed like it's that. The constant, let's say. Let's say we made. Yes. What if we made freedom of speech a political issue? And the, the sad thing is, it's going you that know, way. It is for sure, for sure. And if you asked me, um, out of the two parties, right? We have this two-party system. One of my problems with libertarians, I went to the libertarian thing and that was here in Florida. I went there. I, I was invited um, and I went to it and I wasn't very like super impressed, to be honest with you. Right. I appreciate being invited, sitting on the panel, everyone that was there. Awesome. But I, I really didn't see anything that said to me that these guys were serious. I didn't see that from the, the libertarians there. We didn't have a lot of people in the audience that gave a crap. Uh, we did have um, Spike Cohen. Uh, he, he was like uh, the host of that. 
of that um, uh, what do we call it panel or whatever, right? Yeah. And 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 I actually had dinner with him the night before. I think you were there, Edgar. What am I saying? Yeah, I was right? there. You were there, and he seemed cool. But we didn't see um, Joe Jorgensen show up to that. No. You know, we didn't really see a big amount of interest in in that. We're just supposed to like they're. Ex- it's almost I felt like oh these guys are expecting us to just give this to them. Right. Because they're libertarians and they're like, okay, we believe in the Second Amendment. Just give it to us. So and then also when I look at it, I see a lot of joking around. Isn't the guy who was like the number three guy to be, uh, I guess, their election to whoever was going to go to to run for president, the guy who wears a boot on his head as a hat? Um, There was no, I don't (laughs) Uh, there was a weird name of a guy that Spike Cohen was running with. If you look at Spike's stuff, he was like laying on the beach and doing all kinds of crazy. What's the name of the guy that Spike Cohen was running with? Someone will tell us. Um, but they do a lot of craziness. So, so let's take them out of the picture and look at Republicans and Democrats. Democrats, no, nah, they're hardcore. We are dismantling the Second yeah. Amendment. We're taking away guns. I don't feel like there's a lot of hope amongst Democrats. I really don't. I, f- I feel like they're, you know, this is part of the new world order for them. We've got to take these things away from people for their own good kind of a situation, right? <laughs> I feel like Democrats look at us like they're pets. Well, I think it's you fair know? to say that the Democrat Party that we have today isn't what we, you know, in my case, grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very different party, and I think everyone can agree with me on that. It's not the same party that, you know, the Clintons had mm-hmm. uh, back in the day. So I, I think they're moving this agenda farther and farther to a certain to, to the left and, and against freedom. Um, so I don't really think it's fair to say, like, well, it shouldn't you know, it's not. But the only reason that's possible, though, is because, again, the, the, the Republicans are going further and further left. Of course, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah that's what that's, yeah. that's what I was coming to. By the way, Dan hates you. Uh, that's why my audience is awesome. They remember stuff for me. Vermin Supreme. Vermin that's Supreme. the boo guy. <laughs> yeah, that's who we were trying to think of. I think that it's pretty clear what Democrats want, where they're going. The Green New Deal and all that kind of yeah. craziness that they're pushing for, uh, universal basic income, um, just lots of, you know, all the things that they're throwing out there to me is uh, all scary stuff, especially when you're, you know, you're, look, all of us are going to be in business for ourselves. The gig economy just started. We're on the edge of it. We're all going to be self-employed. We're all going to be business people. So when, when people start talking about this, it's scary what, what uh, Democrats, what liberals are talking about. But I agree with you though. I know this is the weird, crazy part of it. Republicans are not holding up to anything. No. It seems like they want to be part of this uh, brave new world, you know, this new order. They want to be part of it. I keep telling people, it seems to me, all these years that I've been doing this, it seems to me like there's this conservative Hollywood. Yeah. You know, and and what that is to me is there's a lot of people out there saying they're conservative, that they believe in the in the Constitution and all this kind of stuff, or even saying they're they're libertarian for that matter. But really, they just want to be down with the cool kids. You know, they just want to be on in the movies. They want to be on the TV shows. They want to be talked about nicely on the news and all that kind of stuff. And they don't have a spine to stand up for things. Well, yeah. I feel like. 
I mean, I don't want to offend anybody uh, who thinks of themselves as libertarian, but if you talk to a lot of libertarians, they're just either Democrats or they're conservatives who don't want to say they're Democrats or Republicans, sorry, um, because of the stigma on either side. So it's like the easy way to go. Well, don't don't I'm hang on middle. me. I'm, a, I'm in the middle. I'm just a libertarian. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think but this goes back to where like I really don't give a crap who people get married to. I don't care. Yeah. Most people don't even need to get married as far as I'm concerned. Most people don't well, even know what they're doing there. Well, it goes back to the, the issue of, like the government should have in nothing to do with marriage. Yeah, um, it, it's, it shouldn't concern itself with with that type of stuff, and I, it, and I think that's the thing is a lot of people, and this is why I say that the Republicans are are, are there's a, there's a saying that that I heard a, a while ago, um, early two thousands, and and it's somewhat true even more today than it was back then. But mm-hmm. the difference between a Democrat and a Republican is, is Democrats know they're socialist. Um, the the Republicans kind of pretend like they're not. Um, and the the whole thing about this is um, me being an an, an anarchist. Um, oh, I, there we go. Oh Boom. shit! Oh Smashing. shit! <laughs> Smashing the keyboard right now. <laughs> me being an anarchist, I, I get to see the. No, and it's beautiful because it, when Trump was in, I can talk shit about Trump all day long. And then now that Biden's here, well, you know what? It's your turn, buddy. Like, it, it's it's your turn. You're, you're, you're going to take I think that's heat. a more brave stance, as Joanna is saying, right? Because wh- I'm not saying I agree with you being an anarchist or whatever, but yeah. you have the right to to believe and do, you know, you. So, yeah, yeah but that it's a more brave stance than, oh, I'm in the middle. I really don't do politics. I don't I don't really have an opinion. That just drives me crazy. Even on this yeah. show, even on this podcast, people come on the podcast to tell us they don't want to talk about politics. Or they're saying like, uh, dude, have you looked at any of the 600 plus episodes? No. And, and the, the thing is, <laughs> even even if you don't want to be involved in it, like it's going to affect you. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to affect your your life, the way you you make money, the way you you move about. Mm-hmm. And like e- even right now, when we're in these shutdowns, like one of the things that I, I'm, uh, I'm I'm more of a gun guy right now. So I, I speak on gun issues. And obviously, when I'm on a primarily gun podcast, I'm going to mm-hmm. talk primarily about guns. But mm-hmm. I very disappointed at the fact that Trump didn't didn't whip out his schlingy and 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 start doing shit about this whole lockdown stuff. Like I think on a federal level, schlingy is said, code for schlong. <laughs> sure, schlong. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like a little a orange like, schlong out there. Yeah. Like everybody was looking like, like oh, a sherbet or something. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> like everybody was like, oh no, he's so tough. Like no, mm-hmm. if he was. He wouldn't have me in lockdowns like he wouldn't allow these lockdowns to happen on a federal level. He would have said, no, we're not going to do lockdowns. Uh, and if granny dies and granny dies, no big deal. I think uh, I think he did try that. And by the way, let me just uh, uh, someone said, where is it? Let me get this in here. Uh, Len Holt says uh, that's a mighty broad brushstroke on Republicans. Um, yeah, because we're talking. So there's lots of generalizations. Oh, yeah. I think there's tons of Republicans, tons of conservative people out there. There's you guys and what you believe. I think it's tough if we try to 
if we try to parse all of this, and I'm not talking about the folks who are looking at this, you know, I really believe out of, and this is where I was going with my conversation, out of Democrats and Republicans, I think that the Republican part, here's how I would look at it. It's a better way to explain this. I would look for us, for the people who believe like what we believe in, which is a whole bunch of things, but then one of those things that's way in the front is the Second Amendment, right? Yeah. We have to look for that party that we can take over. If you look at Democrats and look at Republicans, which one's closest to dying out? My opinion, Republicans. Yeah. So that's the place that has the best chance for you to go in and jack them up. You can't, you, you, how, how are you going to go into the Democratic Party and jack them up if you believe what we believe? How are you going to do that? Correct. So the Republican Party, I think, has the chance of doing it. And I, I'm a Republican. I became a Republican for a long time here in Florida. I was just a Democrat, right? And I, but I was voting Republican and all that kind of stuff. Florida has this silly, you got to pick one of these parties, nonsense or whatever. And then at some point I was like, no, you know what? Because of what I believe in and how I've been voting all this time, I need to switch over and see what can I do inside of this party. But when, when, I, started, <laughs> when I started looking inside the window and, and getting my foot in the door, I realized... These people are just as bad. Not you all yeah. out there. The people running it Correct. are just as bad as Democrats. Correct. Yeah. And, and the, there's a lot of that stuff that you don't see until you're actually in it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, one of the, the times where I was the most disillusioned by by the party, and this is really when I decided to just leave, I was halfway through that uh, term. When I was the the Wait, you were you were a Republican in the Republican Party? Oh yeah, oh, oh okay. yeah, I was heavy. Okay. I ran for I ran for office twice as a Republican. Okay, and then I was the chairman of Juntos con Romney, so I was a, a chairman of the Romney campaign here in the state of Colorado. Yeah, look so, at Romney. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so Just don't I, even get me started. <laughs> I, I got to hang out with the Romney kids and and, and campaign with the Romney kids and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And during the Romney campaign is because I was so kind of attached to it. Um, I got to see the absolute bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, talk about being frustrated. And that's really when I started to make the decision. Like it, neither party really represents mm-hmm. a, exactly what I, I want to do. Both of them are, are pretty socialist. Uh, they, they both have uh, heavy socialist agendas. Um, both of them are not interested in, in my freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is just them just wanting to r- really is just cronyism. It, it's is, like playing a game when I dealt with oh, them. It man. was like a stupid game that they're playing. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I remember here in Gainesville, um, you know, when I was doing stuff with the big daddy guns guys, you know, they basically uh, were in the Republican Party here, right? And, uh, you know, if you listen to their story, you can go back and look at it. These are people, like we were talking about here, that discovered, uh, not that they discovered guns, but they discovered the Second Amendment. And the more they looked into it, they thought, oh, we should start fighting for this. And they became Republicans. And Trump, kind of like, the party was so dead 
that he kicked all these people's asses and became the uh, nominee for the Republican Party, but Republicans were not actually supporting him. And here, you know, those guys were given the responsibility of helping for, or running his campaign here. And when they were out putting up posters and doing all kinds of things and raising money, the Republicans here were like, what the hell are you guys doing? The establishment Republican, what are you guys, what are you, what are you up to? They're like, oh, we're, we're helping Trump win. This is, like you gave us the baton, we're going to run with it. They're like, no, that's not what we want. And that's how Republicans are. They really, a lot of Trump's problems come more from Republicans than from Democrats. Of course, Democrats are the enemies of Republicans and Republicans are enemies of Democrats. But all this leaking and all that kind of stuff came from the Republicans. Yeah. Of course, because, I mean, I think this is the problem with politics is you might start out, I, you know, with this. Is you're, when you're first going in and you're a freshman in the Congress or whatever, and it's like you're finally getting to politics, you have all these ideals, mm-hmm. and then you get into it, and then basically it's not what you expect from what I've heard. It's you pretty much get bought out, and then it's just you be part of this machine, and you just get in love with getting money and getting power, and then there's no term limit, so you live in there forever. And then these people who are running for president year after year, you know, term after term, is people who've been in government for years. And who've already bought into this and why would they ever care about our freedoms when all they really care about is continuing their power and mm-hmm. making more money mm-hmm. and fueling the machine that they have. Most so, of them are old people and we need to get rid of them. Like in the Republic, it, let's say we pick one of these parties, whether it's Republicans, Democrats or I don't know, Libertarian Party or some other party. Right. The gunpowder party or whatever. You know, you got to get rid of the old people who think that way. They ha- we, you have to like, uh, what is it? You got to demo the inside of the house or something and get rid of those guys and get more people that think like you guys in there. Because yeah. how can they how can they argue with Edgar, right, with who he is and what he fights for? How can they argue with you, Joanna? How can they argue with, with someone like me? But one of the things I found in the gun world is most gun guys are like, no, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be yeah. involved in the politics. Yo, but that's something some- that... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. You no, I was gonna say, say there, there was there was pro two two A people who ran. Um, I, I forgot who the guy 13, was. Thirteen C gun reviews. Uh, Joe Joe Haney. He ran in in uh, Indiana. He ran for an office and he won. By the way, Instagram just deleted his Instagram channel. I think that might be the other person. Um, and then <laughs> for the house, you remember when uh, Beto O'Rourke had that um, that really short cute brunette who is like hell no you're not going to take my ar-15 mm-hmm. um in colorado actually colorado. the mm-hmm. shooter's grill girl she she won and her campaign's okay. basically pro 2a we need uh, we need more of that uh who else it was a north carolina uh elected a pro 2a advocate to uh lieutenant governor so i mean there's definitely people running on this platform we need more of it but we one of the and problems one of the, and, and i always tell people if you have a problem you got to start with you you can't start with your like it's not your wife's fault your kids your friends your family members other people who live in your neighborhood it always starts with you one of the problems that we have we don't support we don't support people gun yeah. people don't get out there and support other gun people 
Yeah, I was really sad. I mean, I, you know, I've talked about her. Uh, mm-hmm. For Florida, we had a pro 2A person. She did not win. Um, mm-hmm. She went up against Charlie Chris and she lost. Anna Paulina Luna, she lost. And I really <sighs> hope that she yeah. comes back and tries again. I mean, the fact that she lost to Charlie Chris, I mean, if ever Charlie Chris is that dude, he just bounces between Democrat part, Democratic Party, Republican. I don't get my way. I'm going to become a Republican. They don't give me my way. I'm going to become a Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> That's who That's beat out a, a died in the wall gun person. Someone who yeah. believes in the Constitution. Uh, I'm sorry, Edgar. I think we're cutting you off, man. No, no, no. You're, you're good. You're good. But that that is one of the things that, that I talk about a lot in. Uh, when we do our free concealed carry classes, one of the things that we use them for a lot is is our our activism. It's kind of a platform that we can use as our activism to mm-hmm. let people know how important it is to have pew pews in our life um, and what what pew pews can can do for us. And one of the very first things that I mentioned is how inactive gun owners are in the political world. Mm-hmm. Um, like if, if here in Colorado, I mean, we, we are, for whatever reason, we decided to become the, the drug mecca of, of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and every 420, you, you see a, a pretty spectacular 420 rally. I mean, humans creating clouds, mm-hmm. um, because there's thousands of people that show up. And you can't do that with gun owners. Like you, you, you just cannot do that with gun owners. Um, to like wrap your head around that, potheads, people mm-hmm. who are smoking marijuana, they get out and represent. <laughs> they, 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 they come, come out, out of their houses. You're right. <laughs> they come out mm-hmm. in thousands. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, a good hundred thousand or so, mm-hmm. um, all in one area. Mm-hmm. Just, just celebrating that freedom that they have to to do that. Mm-hmm. And if you tell the gun owners like, "Hey, let's just show up. Let, let's celebrate the freedom that we have." Like, nah, it's 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 Sunday, man. Like, I, I got mm-hmm. stuff to do on Sunday, and yeah. or, or if it's Monday, like, no, no, I, I can't do it because it's too sunny outside. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of it is just they they're just lazy, man. They're just super duper lazy. They don't want to be inconvenienced with any of that that freedom fighting i think Uh, there's an attitude of if i have my guns screw everybody else correct i'm not gonna fight for anyone else i don't care about anyone else's guns i'm not gonna support anyone i'm not gonna help i mean how come and and i'm not just i'm not talking about just people in general let's look at the industry for example if you have someone like uh, anna paulina right where was the industry behind that where were all the people in Florida? How come at Shot Show, you know, NSSF couldn't organize like, hey, you're you're in Flor, you're in Florida. Let's get all these Florida gun people together somehow here and figure out who could do what for you. One of the reasons why I do this, like you're saying, Edgar, I do this so I can help people. Yeah, but I'm, Listen, I, I feel is, all the time like I'm doing they- it on my own. This is how much they were not. Be- there was no one really behind her. The fact that little old me, who especially back in January had zero platform mm-hmm. had to give her an interview because no one wanted to interview her yeah yeah and then that's ridiculous and then <laughs> now she's cute so the minute that became a thing she kind of blew up but it made it difficult for anyone who could practically do anything for her to 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 you know to be able to communicate we're not doing this right 
I'm not. Correct. I'm not knocking her. That's awesome, right? So they try to turn her into a gun bunny. No, I don't, I, no, oh. I don't no, think so. I mean, she so, was but... on the cover of Ballistics, and she wasn't like a gun bunny at all. She was like, oh, okay. she's a vet, so she was dressed up in yeah. her, you know, in her, yeah, her okay. camo but, and stuff. But it becomes. It, listen, it, there's a point where there's a point where you're too popular in terms of like everyone's looking at you for this reason, but no one's saying, okay, what can we actually do? How can we actually help you? Like, you know, this is one thing about Democrats. They're better organized. Yeah. Okay. Republicans have zero freaking organization and gun people have negative 100 percent organization. Correct. You know, we literally shoot ourselves in our own foot, you know, pun intended, when it comes to organization. We don't figure out how. We don't network. We don't figure out how to look at all these things. Like right now, everyone's scrambling to get up on parlor, and I get it. But I've been talking about this for a long time. The whole time that I've done this thing, I've been saying, guys, we need alternatives. We need to figure out how to do this. We got to organize. We have to help each other. Yeah. You know, none, none of that's happening. Look, I don't get along with everyone in this thing either. But if we organized, like, just a little bit better than this, we would do so much better. How can we be this community that the NRA could put together 5 million people, but we can't put together enough organization to, to do more for people like that that are actually running for office and making sure they get in there and they get into office? How come we're not doing it? I think a lot of it is just... Uh, so self-absorbed, not not understanding what what is going on beyond our 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 little bubble. Um, I, I've been fighting that that battle for for years, just just trying to get because again we we do free concealed carry classes and and it's expensive to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we've been trying to get corporate money for a very long time while still maintaining our autonomy. And it's it's tough. Like it, it, it's tough because a lot of them are just like, well, you know, um, they they're just self-absorbed. They're just looking at this little pocket, this little bubble, and that's it. And only what affects them, not knowing the the impact of of, of spreading the word and and and, and kind of getting out there as as, as much as possible, because. Again, they're not being affected right now. It's it's not the immediate that, that they're they're uh, they're not being affected that much. So, um, I, how, I think how the, would you? I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't want to cut you off there, Edgar. But yeah. I'm just curious from what you're saying. If you could talk to those people, how would you? What would you advise them to do it differently? Like I've got my ideas, but I would like to know what your ideas are and what Joanna's ideas are. What could the what could this whole community, what could the industry, what could the people who actually have power, how can they do this in a better way to really help people that are that are doing good things that we need to be done, like what you're doing? Well, I, I think there's a lot of people who who are are doing work. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a, a, I think there's a lot of focus on, there's a lot of resources that are being put, unfortunately, just in one direction. Mm-hmm. And in, instead of spreading which, those. Which direction is that? Where do you think the money's going? Um, no, I, I think it just gets put into the, the same pockets every single time. Okay. So, like, if we look at SHOT Show and, and uh, the NRA show and all that stuff, mm-hmm. like, every year is the same thing. 
Like mm-hmm. you, you really don't see anything different. Um, you're going to see the same speakers. You're going to see the same, um, same kind of uh, people talking out there. Same influencers. Mm-hmm. Like it, it never really varies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I really liked about the two A rally this year it was super different than last year. You had one or, or, or two that that were there from last year, mm-hmm. but they had a lot of people that I mean, for me are like, who the hell is that person? And that's what I want to. That's what I want to see okay. when I go to Shot Show. Like, I, who the hell is that person? Never heard of this person ever. Mm-hmm. Instead mm-hmm. of, oh, I know who's going to speak and I know what they're going to say and it's going to be the same thing from last year. Um, it gets boring. Like, it, it gets super duper boring. There's um, a, there's I, a C pack, but at Shot Show there's no gun pack. Right? Yeah. There's no there's no one that says, hey, there's certain things we need. Like, we need. We need politicians out there. We need to put them with people who could help get them going in the right direction. You know, maybe we've got people developing a platform, developing this thing or that thing. Can we sit them down with people? I remember one shot. uh, Was this the last shot show? No, actually, the one before that. Lola and I went to that shot show on our own dime. Okay. And spent the whole shot show trying to help Gunstreamer. And nothing came out of that. You know, we were trying to help get them off the ground. And obviously, you can see where Gunstreamer is right now. Right. Right? It wound up getting sold. There's really nothing going on with it. Yeah. It's totally useless at a time when when people are in trouble. Most of the industry, including people who I think in the industry are cool and do try to help people and all that kind of stuff, were just like, yeah, we're just going to sit on the fence and see what happens with this. Yeah. And and that's another part where where money could be spent because mm-hmm. there there is rich gun owners there's there's wealthy gun owners the problem uh, on why we don't have an alternative is and Isaac and myself we talked about this on our podcast is it's expensive to own servers because mm-hmm. I'm sure one of the things Gunstreamer did and and I can't attest that I don't know 100 percent but I'm sure one of the things. They didn't own their servers, so it was. No, I think Amazon is probably serving a lot of these places, but there's ways of see. Like, we need to discover all the things going on out there. So there's yeah. this thing called blockchain, and there's yeah. ways of using the blockchain to do it, where it's not as expensive as you think, and it's in a it's in the cloud, but um, it, you know, it's not in the cloud where it's Amazon or someone like where Jeff Bezos could say. From this day forward, no gun stuff. Correct. It's it's individuals out there in the world coming together and kind of forming a cloud. So there isn't um, this like monolithic thing where some company could say, no, we, we're not going to support that. Right. And we need to figure out like to me, what I've discovered is called decentralizing. We need to decentralize yeah. a lot of stuff in this country. But in the gun community, we need to decentralize a lot of stuff. Payments. And all that kind of stuff. Lola and I were both banned for life from PayPal. Correct. You know, yeah. I mean, because we're gun people. And Venmo. I was banned from Venmo and PayPal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And no yeah. one's doing anything about that. No, one, You know, I think that people should definitely be doing something for someone like yourself that's out there actually training people and helping be that gateway drug. You're like the crack pipe that the crack is going into. Correct. I'd like to believe so. And not only that, but I mean, it's just the amount of people that, that we go through is, is like you, you're you're kind of letting people know with us. I'm hoping anyways that this is what we're accomplishing is 
that gun ownership truly is for everyone. Because here you go, has a short fat Mexican teaching you, um, and I don't. Um, I I try as best as possible um, to really represent what I would like to see in in, in gun ownership. Um, which is just, it, it truly is for everyone. I mean, we, we are guns for everyone. It's not just a cute name. It, it's, it's something that we truly, truly 100% believe. Um, and, and it, it's for us anyways, it's kind of frustrating when, when you're fighting that uphill battle of, of trying to get it done, but with very little resources. Mm-hmm. And and then again, you see Shot Show giving resources to the exact same place every mm-hmm. single time, and then you wonder why there's no advancement in in anything. Yeah, because um, there's people who are doing really really good things mm-hmm. that are being overlooked. Because it's not just me; it, it's, it's, it's other people. people. Yeah, a lot of people that are mm-hmm. doing amazing things, but they're getting overlooked um, because they may not be as clean or. Uh, articulate when, when they do stuff, but but their work is effective. It, it, it's very effective. So. It takes a bunch of people. There may be you know a couple of different guys out there that are that have the most visibility, but those let's say there's three guys. Those three guys can't do this all. They can't pick all of this up and carry it. Let's say we're talking about training. You know, you need thousands of people, and and this is one of the things I think about the NSSF that they need to figure out how to do shot show better and have something when when people are coming out there say hey if if you're a trainer if you're out there training people and you need help we're going to give you a hall and we're going to put you in there and we're going to put people that yeah. could possibly help you companies etc and let's figure out how you can help the companies and the companies can help you correct yeah, How difficult and, and, is, like SIG gave recently, we're not even having a SHOT Show 2021, SIG gave NSSF a half a million dollars. For what? For what, yeah. For no reason now. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what it's for. Supposedly they're going to do something, but I haven't seen it in all these years of what they actually do. It's just a I, lot of talk and a lot of BS. Go, go ahead, Joanna. I think we need more people like Pete Brownell, who we can all agree actually does... Uh, get involved and give out to the little guy, the mm-hmm. the two A supporters, uh, the two A advocates, um, and I think well, he's um, missed me, so I'll, I'll hold off. <laughs> um, I mean, I, think, I haven't got I, anything, but yeah, I'm just I think saying, that you I, guys I just yeah, I think you guys haven't like uh, come in because look, when I had Pete Brownell on, he was talking about a bunch of different people that he gave money to and helped out. Here's the problem: if you've got Brownells as one company out there, can they actually help everyone? That's no. my point. We, we can't even see everyone. Like yeah, you need, and there are more. Com- there are more companies because it's in their best interest as well. Mm-hmm. Because you know, if if these companies were helping, even like let's say going back to APL, like if they were helping and giving the people who are running for uh, for a seat a more of a platform or help them get more exposure, in the end, it's going to help them because we're going to keep things like what's going on now with. Uh, the ATF going after companies from happening. It's yeah. it's a win-win. Yeah, they they almost can't afford not to do it. Yeah, but they, um, they don't care. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's I don't know. It's it's kind of insane. 
I think like a lot of the companies feel like right now, especially with what's going on, they're just going to sell everything. And so there's not a lot of them feeling responsibility. I don't want to say there's no companies. There are companies who care about this kind of stuff and they do things and they're listening to the little guy. Right. I mean, I'm obviously a little guy. I'm wearing like a Walther shirt right now. They actually helped me put this on. I'm not big at all. (laughs) Right now in this chat, we, we, we have like 99 people. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Right. I'm not one of those big guys out there. And definitely um, YouTube is doing stuff to block us off. Nevertheless, they're helping me do it. Now, I don't know why. Maybe they're doing it just because, hey, this is a black dude who has a podcast and he talks a lot of stuff Thanks. or whatever. We're going to help him out. If that's what it is, I'll take it. Correct. I appreciate the help. Correct. Right? It helps me to do this. And then I get to help other people. Correct. But we need more companies to do that. And it doesn't have to be there's companies who will drop a hundred thousand dollars on someone out there so that they could promote whatever it is they make, you know, and won't spend that same kind of money to bring more people into the fold. Like that's how this conversation started. And there's yeah. so many ways to do that. You could do that through trainers like yourself. You could do that through folks like uh, you, you, Joanna Latina Locked and Loaded. Correct. There's lots of people out there that are trying to do this. If, if, we, if that money to me is better spent to keep this thing going. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's very well, difficult. And, and, and to one get thing that, that we have to un- understand and always controversial when I say it, but the gun industry is a dying industry. Um, we we are seeing it slowly die. Um, I, I've said that it, it me personally, it, the, if gun ownership as we know it today still exists in fifty years, uh, I'd be very surprised. We're getting pushed. We're getting pushed towards Australia for sure. In my oh man, what's up in my camera here? But but we're definitely getting pushed towards in the direction of Australia. They're trying to convince us. It's only because Mm -hmm. only because of this agenda of of gun control and creating the culture mentality that guns are terrifying and using every tragedy that happens as a reminder. Guns are scary, Um, but I don't think it has. You know, it's not the gun community, if you even believe there's such a thing as a gun community, because I personally don't think so. I personally think that's one of the reasons why we can't get anything done is because we're so segmented into like all these little mini communities. Like we've always said this, that two way communities, it's own little mini community. Then you got the hunters and the, the Leos. I can't tell you how many times I've run into a gun person and they know zip about the Second Amendment. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're pro pro gun, not pro two A. Yeah. Or they're pro them having a a gun because I've also run into that. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not me. So, and and this is why it's so important and and why we need to talk about and put pressure on the people that do have money, whether it be to invest in in a gun streamer platform or or whatever, YouTube or some sort of social media for us, um, or put money into people who are actually doing the work, getting the message out. It, it's important for us to put pressure on these people because if they do have the money, the reason we're losing is because of money. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't, yeah, I, don't I mean, Bloomberg need, spending a crap ton of money, man, like millions of dollars that they are spending, mm-hmm. and they're spending it on lawsuits. I mean, FPC is doing a great job at, at 
suing people. I believe GOA is, is doing a few lawsuits as well. Um, we're currently suing somebody here in the state of Colorado. Um, but so Bloomberg could burn through his money, right? Oh, this is man. what people don't understand about taxes right? and how this is set up. All this money that he's burning, and even I'm like, okay, let him burn the money. This is all money he, does, he doesn't ever have to pay taxes on. Ever. The way this is all set up and the organizations it's going to, that's what's happening. How come people aren't doing it on this side if you really want it? I think the answer is they don't really want it. They don't really want to do it. The, I, I think that there might be some people in the industry and some people out there who want it, but most most of this is like, no, nah, we don't really want to do it. Yeah. We don't really think this is worth the investment. We're, we're just going to sell off of, uh, of people being afraid and everyone, like right now, they're probably selling off of everyone thinking, oh, Biden's going to come in and take stuff, which is yeah. exactly going to happen. But it's like, hey, if we make enough money, we could just pocket that and, and shutter this up and walk away or sell it to some other idiot. You know? And the problem is, is a lot of these companies are, are publicly traded companies uh, that don't care because their their interest is the board. Um, I think on the big side, those companies we mentioned earlier, let me see if I can yeah. figure out. Oh, I think I still have that. Yeah, it's right here. Uh, Smith & Wesson brand, Sturm Ruger, Vista Outdoors. That's it. I mean, there's probably a few others from that, but those are the big ones. A lot of these companies are privately held companies or they're companies in trusts and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, look, the ones who it's multi-generational and the people running it right now don't give a crap. They're willing to make their money and burn it down and close it up and walk away. I'm not talking to those guys. But the people who yeah. are out there that really feel like, hey, I want to pass this on to my kids, and my grandkids and so on, you're going to have to make an investment in it. You know, everyone had to make an investment in what they did. Jeff Bezos, as, as whatever he is, right, he, he, they made investments. Amazon made investments in owning everything now. That's why they can manipulate stuff. That's why they can go about manipulating what's ha what's happening even in the election. That's the reason why Apple could do that. You have to make investments. I mean, if you look at if you look at Elon Musk at Tesla, basically before they got the government funding and other funding came in, Musk was like selling all his houses and stuff like that to keep Tesla moving, you know, to keep them in business. Right? This is what he was doing if you look it up. That's investing. Like he really believed in it. And he was like, I'm going to invest in this. Whether I don't care whether you think it's right or wrong or whatever. Full yeah. disclosure, I own a Tesla now. Whatever. I'm a car guy. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out, you know, electric cars and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I got a lot of cars. But the thing is, is that he made an investment in what he believed in. He put his money on the line. That's what people have to do. This is why they have ownership later over Correct. things, right? So I think when we're looking at all these companies, when we're looking at Google and all these other companies, the reason why they can manipulate an election is because they made an investment in it. If you're in the gun world or if you're in a conservative running, there's a lots of other businesses that go that way. You could be in the cigar industry, the liquor industry, lots of other things that are gonna, they're gonna become the enemy. You'll see, combustion engines, all of that stuff is going to become yeah. the enemy under the Green New Deal. Where's your investment in the future of what you're doing? And definitely yeah. for the gun industry, where's the investment? Yeah, it, it's it's sad how little of it is there. And it's been 
you've seen the trend for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, that is just it's declining. Um, it's declining, and it's sad to see that this culture could potentially be be gone. Um, mm-hmm. within a century, like it, it, it's pretty sad that that we might see a day where Canada is more pro gun than we are. Um, you think a hundred years? Do you agree with that, Joanna? Would you agree with a hundred years? You think fifty years? I think less than a hundred. I'd be surprised if uh, if I'm I'm already you know worried about what the U.S. is going to look like when I'm you know seventy or eighty. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty sure by then everything mm-hmm. will be banned and we won't have anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only thing that would change that is if there is uh, continued civil unrest in this country or we have a civil war or anything goes sideways like that. I think that's the only thing that would shake people up mm-hmm. and start making them realize um, the importance of the Second Amendment and their guns. So mm-hmm. I think something huge, mm-hmm. to pull a Trumpism, a huge <laughs> event <laughs> happening in America would be the only thing to save um, the Second Amendment. Yeah, I think we're on that path. I think it's probably less than 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's that's nuts. I don't know. It, it's, it's scary to think about. Because, um, again, I, I mentioned this last time I was on your podcast. Like, it, it just, I don't, I, as much as I want the U.S. to be number one, like, we're just not showing it. We're, we're just not showing it. We, we're not. Um, America is the last holdout, isn't it? Where else uh, around the world it, has is this it? kind of level? I think it's the last holdout it, right now. It, sure. it, yeah, but for how much longer? I, I don't think for that much longer. I think the intended plan here is for, you know, there's a lot of things that in order for you to do these things, you have to have a very docile population. You know, you... You can't have, no matter how many um, MRAPs they have or how much ammo or guns or if they have machine guns and all that, there's not enough of them to outnumber even, you know, not 370 million people. There's not enough of them to outnumber 5 million people. Yeah. So, you know, those numbers are a big deal. Right. They don't actually have Terminator style robots to go after us. Go ahead, Joanna. I think they um, they made a big push for for the culture um, after Parkland. Every teenager who who was in high school um, during that era was pretty much, I want to say, brainwashed into thinking, um, thinking that way and fearing guns. So that was like the next generation that basically we lost there. Um, the ones I would agree with that, except that with this caveat, the ones who don't have access to guns. Yeah, of course. If they didn't yeah. grow up with guns, um, which I don't think the majority of people do. I think that's a that must be a minority in in at least population wise, because city folk, you know, California, New York, uh, we definitely have the most uh, people in our cities. I, I think that's pretty uncommon in, in those areas. So I think we definitely lost the culture war uh, there. And, you know, now with Biden, I, I kept being really dramatic when I would, I would talk about Biden leading up to the election and saying this was pivotal. But I really do believe that's pivotal. I think this is it. Um, I think they're going to make the big push and then it's going to be over. Someone said one year might happen. That's uh, crazy. It might be 100 days into, uh, like Kamala Harris said, mm. it might be 100 days into the presidency and 
boom, executive order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if you... Then you it know, depends on whether or not people are going to comply with that. Yeah. But depends whether or not people are going to roll over. But I think they will. That's the problem. I, I think a great majority of them will because a lot of these people are... They're not going to fight the laws because what they believe in, is, and and we've seen it. Oh, you got to respect the laws, and you got to respect it. Like even if they don't believe them, then you just have to respect them. And so, the, their their understanding of freedom and fighting for that freedom is, I, it's it's really non-existent for them. Uh, I I see it all the time. Where's with the masks? I mean, we see it with the masks. A great majority of the people that that we know that are gun owners are our freedom lovers, but yet they're, they're going to do the mass thing and they're, they're just going to do whatever the government tells them because it's convenient or, or whatever it is. Um, without any real scientific evidence, um, to reinforce both sides, really. I mean, both sides don't have enough numbers to really say anything about it. Uh, cause it's really hard to, to determine, but, I think that the gun owners will will fold. They'll fold right away. You're, it, it's, you it's you easy. think what percentage of them? Because uh, I I think that you're probably right. But what percentage of them do you think that will? And what do you think I, they're going to do about those of us who don't? I, I think um, I don't know. If I were to give a, a conservative number, I'd say about eighty percent of gun owners will give up their their privileges. I think you'll have 20 who who will kind of be tough until they start threatening with jail and and losing money and and that type of stuff and then you'll see another 10% kind of go away and 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 fold and you, then I I, mm-hmm. I think maybe when it's all said and done only about 10% of gun owners will actually stand up and fight and um and I really take called, it to death. I think they're called three percenters for a reason. Yeah. Three percenters, yeah. I mean, 10% of the population is 37 million. Well, 10% and, and of I gun know owners. Ten, yeah, yeah, 10% of gun owners. What do we have, about 150? You know, maybe, maybe 100. Let's say it's 100 million gun owners. So that's still 10 million people. Even if you chop that in half, you know, yeah. that's like 5 million people. And here's the other thing. I think that there's states that are not going to... Uh, but we're too to spread out to really be noisy. I think we are spread out, but I think there's states that aren't going to go for that. I think there's states that are going to push back. There's already states pushing back, uh, making themselves the whole state second a uh, state uh, uh, a second amendment sanctuary. The state, yeah. um, definitely. There's counties like the county that I live in is a second amendment sanctuary here in Florida. But Florida went red, and I think that there's people in Florida pushing back against this kind of stuff, right? We yeah. can't survive lockdowns. We can't survive high minimum wages. You know, um, a lot of this stuff, places like this can't survive. We can't survive bailing out all these cities, you know, and states no. that have done nonsense over the last 50 years. We can't survive if we have to bail them out. Correct. You know, so I think that there, I think that you'll see states. And the people in states going, nah, yeah, we're not, we're not gonna, we're not going for that. But Hank, mm-hmm. we went red, but we also voted to increase in Florida. Uh, I know, I agree with you. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how I'm not sure wage. how that happened. Yes, I agree with that. 
that happened. But I think that at the end of the day, Floridians will well, – listen, I don't know what Floridians are going to do. Maybe I shouldn't say that, right? <laughs> there's going to be some states that are going to – because, I mean, you know, there's going to be some states that are going to go, no, we're not going to start disarming people. Yeah, I but don't, it, I don't know if Florida is going to be one of those states or not because, I mean, we had Republicans in office when we put in uh, red flag laws and yeah, all that stuff. Okay, sure. so I think that's that's not a safe bet. I think that's the politicians' kind of Achilles' heel is is the emotion. They get too emotional and they don't think logically. Um, so anytime you present them any bullshit data that that has any emotion attached to it, um, mm-hmm. and that's the problem with the uh, the American politician is, and maybe not just American politicians, just politicians in general is, they they are guided through emotion, and that is it. Emotion is the only thing that that really seems to guide them. Well, because uh, people are guided by emotions. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it's so unfortunate that we we are not critical thinkers, that we are emotional thinkers. Um, that, that is horrendous. I mean, it's horrendous for relationships. It's horrendous for, uh, parenting. It's horrendous for, for business ownership. It's, it's horrendous for everything. Um, you never want to make emotional decisions. And that's, it seems like that's all we do is just make nothing but emotional decisions. And if it feels good sometimes to be emotional, who who doesn't want pity for them, Mm -hmm. but the, the reality is it, it just doesn't work. I mean, my state, unfortunately, just went full retard this past election. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah. completely went full retard. Uh, higher taxes on everything. Uh, we even decided that we were going to make choices for Mother Nature. Um, like, like, who in the right mind, like, decides that we're going to vote on what Mother Nature does? <laughs> what do you mean? So what? What was what was that vote? Colorado, that Colorado, Colorado voted to to uh, had a decision to make whether we reintroduce uh, gray wolves to Colorado or not. Like it's Mother Nature. If Mo- Mother Nature wants to move in, it's going to move in. Uh, Mother Nature already decided until that those gray- wolves start eating people. <laughs> well, well, maybe that doesn't dis- matter, right? The people of the it problem. already decided that it was going to start moving in. There's already evidence that the the wolves are starting to move back into Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is it like they spent millions of dollars on an election to figure out whether or not we should reintroduce it? Like again, it's Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. You can't vote on. I have to know what happened with that. Did, did I, the people I, vote to reintroduce? <laughs> I, I, I think they did vote to reintroduce the gray wolf back to into Colorado, but again, the wolves were already slowly starting to come back, anyways, on their own. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it just pointless. Yeah, you better uh, be careful pulling over on the side of the highway in Colorado. Take a little whiz. Yeah, you because know? of the gray wolves. Yeah, <laughs> wolf pack <laughs> will jump you. Um, yeah, you know, uh, Puerto Rican pistolero says uh, we need to use emotion as this well. This is his big thing. He and I agree with him. We need to stop being so. I don't know what the right word is, but we need to start using the dirty tactics. That is yeah, but what emotion us. do we have? That's the thing is what emotion do we have? I think we need to be deliberate. I think there's accidental and then there's deliberate. If you're accidental, your emotions get out of control. If you're deliberate and you know what you're passionate about and yeah. you could channel that passion, right? You could channel that emotion for something in a direction. Um, you could do a lot of with that. I think, you know, if you're fighting, 
it's you're going to win if you're being deliberate, regardless of if you're fighting for your life. That's an emotion, right? If you think I you can give lose an your life. I will give an example. What do I, I remember? It was during the uh, the uh, what's it called? Football game. Big mm -hmm. Super Bowl. Sorry. Mm -hmm. um, Bloomberg ran an ad. Mm -hmm. It had uh, a mom, an African-American mom crying on the on in the ad about her son uh, who was shot. Okay. In a shooting, okay? Mm -hmm. She's crying, and it's hard to watch, and it, it, it elicits an emotion, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. And you, you sympathize with her, and you, you got, your, you know, the average person going, yeah, guns suck, this is horrible. We need to use emotion in the same sense. And mm -hmm. I will tell you someone who does that, um, Carrie Sloan, you've had her on her show. Mm -hmm. She talks about what happened to her. You, you're talking about pushing buttons, I, yes, yeah. that's exactly You're talking what about talking pushing about. emotional buttons on people. 2019's two-way rally had half the freaking crowd crying when she told her story explicitly. Mm -hmm. People don't like to feel people's emotions without, you know, like you, we, that's just human. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, is that a dirty tactic? Yeah, I need all the survivors to come out and say, I was raped, mm -hmm. I was beat up. Mm -hmm. I mean, that sounds messed up. Mm -hmm. But we need to be like, hey, these are the people that you're screwing over by pushing gun control. People who have been shot, people who have had their parents killed, mm -hmm. their kids killed, mm -hmm. and they the opposite and say, a criminal killed my kid. If I had had a gun, I could have saved his life or I did save their life. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, it's an effective right. means of this is the opposite side of that. Mm hmm. No, I understand where you're coming from. Buttons. Yes. And yeah. by the way, Edgar, you notice she has her war braids on, right? Joanna has the war braids on. <laughs> I'm going to see these braids go up in number over the next couple of weeks. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> My point is we just need to play dirty. And, but, um, but the media doesn't doesn't follow that. The, the media doesn't – because when they look at Carrie Sloan, they're going to look at her as, as just uh, – um, as just an individual who who is emotional, um, they're not going to look at her the, the same way they look at the other people. But, I mean, but, we, that's, but they never will, right? Even if if right. even Fox News has gone over and they want to be part of of conservative Hollywood again, right? Then we have to discount them. We have to have a different media that that gets the eyeballs. Like, what's actually getting the eyeballs? This is the reason why there's being people like people are being deplatformed right now. Like I said, 13C Joe that's on this show, 13C Gun Reviews, kicked off of Instagram, right? So when you're seeing this kind of stuff, this is the reason why. Because this is the new kind of media that we're doing. And we have that opportunity here. But it's happening where but the people who control it, who own this, can cut us down. They could go anything this person puts up, minimize it. Don't let Correct. anyone even see this, right? And Correct. that's where we have to figure out how to have ownership over that. Or there's another way. We don't have to have ownership over it. If people actually shared those kind of things when they went up there, it would make a massive difference. But it's really, really, really tough to do that. And part of it is that you don't get a lot of that sharing and stuff like that going on out there when you have those kinds of uh, emotional. I don't want to use examples of myself, but the other day when Rolando was on here, I think we had a good conversation. I pulled out a snippet from it and put it up there where we were comparing gun control to immigration, you know, but it didn't go anywhere. 
you can go look at it. It's on my main channel with 100,000 subscribers. And I, I don't know, I could pull it up right now. I don't think it has six or 700 views, right? So it's, it's part, part of that is the algorithm fighting against me. And then part of yeah. that is, is the people out there not helping that escape from the gravity. We could do that too. But if at the end of the day, we're like, oh no, I don't want to take the time to look at this. And then I don't want to embarrass myself by sharing this. And I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about everyone. We have to participate in that. We have to go out there and share each other's stuff and like get over ourselves. Correct. You know, we have to help other people escape that. The people who are out there doing things. The other day I you know, um, I could tell you guys, I can't, I, I have Noir's number. Uh, it's, I, he doesn't even respond when I text him. But I saw he did a good video, and, and he's, been on, he's been on here and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. I have no beef with him. He's just a busy dude, right? Everyone's trying to get at him. I saw he did a good video, like, gaming out, you know, um, the Senate and Congress and the presidency and everything. And I took the time. I was like, okay, I have to do more. And people were sending it to me. But I said, I have to do more. I have to do more than just looking at this and going, oh, I like this. I have to spend some time actually sharing this out. And if we had more of that, it would help us overcome this algorithm that's kicking our ass. Yeah. Well, and then you'd get to a point where the media couldn't ignore it either. Because I, I think that's the other thing that we're battling right now is, is not just our media or social media. Um but the mainstream media, for whatever reason, it's still relevant. Mm-hmm. That, that baffles me how, how it's still relevant. Um, it is crazy that in a world of streaming, in, in a world of uh, the Internet and, and, and it, everything's just online, the cloud and all that stuff, how well, mainstream they, media is still relevant. They made deals. Jeff Stevens Jeff Steven says, I know we have to feed the algorithm, but how does it work? Okay. You know that, so Fox News, just to give you an example, right, from what you're talking about, Edgar, why did Fox News make this massive shift? You know, Fox News is headquartered in California, not far from YouTube. And they've always had a relationship with them. And what YouTube and a lot of platforms have done is they've they've approached media, including Fox News. And so they're like, let's partner with these guys. So instead of minimizing them, there was a whole war going on with this when guys like us were becoming too powerful. And then and then all these outlets were like, hey, we don't want this, right? Uh, the movie, the the movie companies, the movie houses, everyone was like, we don't want these guys to have the influence. So they all sat down and said, okay, let's all get together. <laughs> And so now it's like a, a, a big mafia type thing going on. And that's yeah. why you're seeing people getting minimized, even massive yeah. uh, creators with massive sizes that just deal directly with the people and give the people what they want. Even they are getting minimized to favor things like Fox News or the, the big Hollywood studios or the big actors and stuff like that, that all of a sudden out of nowhere getting or jumping on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. You know, that's what's going on. So far as the algorithm, the algorithm is pretty simple. It's out there. It's out there um, suppressing a lot of people's discovery. And the way that you get over that is you've got to create a heat map for whatever that video is. So if you see a video that you think it's a really good video, but it doesn't have a lot of views, 
what you have to do is go in there, comment, like it, and all that kind of stuff, but share it with people. Because the more people that actually look at it, the algorithm is still programmed to, to, to suggest to other people to look at something if a lot of people are looking at it. Ultimately, yeah. the algorithm is biased to where it wants to be popular. And it wants to put up the things that are popular. So that's why they stopped. If I've got 100,000 people subscribed to me, when I put up a video, they don't send out a notice to 100,000 people saying, hey, Hank Strange posted a video. Correct. They don't even do it to the guys that rang the bell. So if you discover it and you look there and you realize, oh, no one even looked at this, but this is good, you have to help that thing overcome that. Right. So only if you, you know, so you can average it out. I can give you an example. If you have 100,000 subscribers and you put up a video and there's not 10,000 views, it didn't do anything. At least 10 percent, 10 to 20 percent of those people are going to look at that thing. If you if you don't see that number happening, the algorithm's like, oh, but that's happening to me all the time. Yet my subscribers yeah. are still going up. I, I think I've got like 105,000 subscribers. So that number is going up, yet people aren't seeing it because now what the algorithm is, it's it, it. They know they're suppressing it, but it's still not getting out there. And every now and then something will cross over and get out there. And the way that that happens is people share it. People look at it. People interact and comment on it. I could give you a good example. NFAC, you put a, you put NFAC in the title <laughs> of a video. All those NFAC dudes pile in there and start commenting and all that kind of stuff. It, it boom, it takes off. Is that is that the trick? Yeah, I don't <laughs> know if that still works because NFAC. the NFAC guys were very active. They were more active than the than the gun folks out <laughs> yes. there, right? Yes. And this is why you guys hear me saying, "Oh, smash the thumbs up." Help, you know, it's it's totally annoying to me. I don't want to do that. I want to have a good conversation with you guys and not break my train of thought. But, Correct. But if but people have to get involved and help out with that, you know. And again. What we're fighting for is our rights. It, it's silly that we, here we are. Um, I mean, if you really think about it, how how silly it is that the three adults are on a screen talking about guns and, and talking about doing the thumbs up and, and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. ultimately, is this is how we're going to continue talking about our freedoms. Uh, if you look at history, Thomas Paine did it um, in writing and um, often having to use pseudonyms and, and, and all that stuff in order to maintain that, uh, well, one, stay alive mm -hmm. um, and continue that message. I mean, that, that's kind of where we're at right now. We, we, we're seeing the writing on the wall, and, and we have to fight this one way or another. And a lot of it is just squirting the, the BS that, that's being put out there. And um, when you don't, like, you need to understand that, like, what we're fighting is for the very last bit of, of freedom that we have. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have to continue sharing that. We have to continue talking about the, the those freedoms. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it seems silly, but it, it, it's it's how we, we continue that message, uh, keep it alive, because that's that's all we've got left is, is us talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at history, uh, one of the most successful things that a conqueror has done it is get rid of your history, erase all of your your writings and, and your your words and uh, your stories. Because mm -hmm. once they erase your history, once they erase your your stories, and you really have nothing to fall you, back you on. You never existed. You never existed. Yeah. 
Yeah. Here's the thing. So have you guys seen, um, you know, have you guys seen The Boys? Did you see the second season of The Boys, if you're into it? No, no I just started it. watching the show. Oh, okay. So there's a part of that show where uh, one of the characters is trolling the other character on the internet. Okay. And ultimately, they get into a fight over it. And she says, you know what? I did this to you. I did this to you with 10 nerds in a basement. <laughs> and this is the truth of it, right? This is yeah. the truth of it. And so when you're looking at a lot of things out there from other people and you're wondering, like, how is this happening? Is this accidental? No, it's deliberate. I keep telling yeah. you guys, you have to be deliberate to win. This is very, very important. This is, the, you know, when we were having the conversation about emotion, I'm not poo-pooing uh, it, right? One of the yeah. reasons why I'm personally successful is because I make what I want to happen based on my emotion. If I want something, my emotions can override right? Anyone else that's trying to get in my way. But I'm deliberate yeah. about that. I'm deliberate about that. Deliberation is the first thing. This is what we're talking about when we tell people to train to fight. Okay, including gunfighting is an art. And you have to train to do that. But everything in life, you need to be deliberate. That's called discipline. It's called an art, a science, right? right? Mastering an art form, fighting, whatever it is that you do, right? right. And we have to be that about what we do. Because yes, 10 deliberate people can be incredibly powerful. So it doesn't mean anything to have 100,000 subscribers or 100,000 followers on this thing or that thing. If you have 10 people out there that every time that they're, they're, they want to, help, want to help you get your message out, and when you put your message out, they're like, okay, boom, I'm gonna go to work now and do this thing. That's, that's what it is. That's what these algorithms are looking for, that there's multiple people out there saying, you got to pay attention to what's happening here. Correct. It's yeah. real simple. Yeah. It's yeah, really, it's really simple. Yeah. And what we need is to be, because we could sit here and we could cry. I know we're at nine o'clock already, but we could cry about it and we could tell the gun world, you got to do this and no one's going to do it. But it doesn't mean that we're done. It doesn't mean that we could fail. What you have to do is just be more deliberate about that. That's why, like me personally, what I've been doing is people communicate with me. There's people out there who know that right now. They can they can actually hit me up on my phone. And and yeah. that's a powerful thing because those are people, if they're communicating with me directly, they feel like, oh, I have ownership over this guy. Correct. Therefore, they feel like, hey, I've got to help him, not just look at what he's doing, but I've got to help him to do what he's doing. And we all need to figure out how to do that. And it's more important to have 10 people like that or 100 people like that or 1,000 or let's take it to a grand scale, 10,000 people than it is to have 100,000 or a million or 10 million. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, I, I don't know what else I could say to follow that up because I mean you, you kind of summed it all up, but it, it's it's we're definitely at a at a critical point, and we've said that a lot over the past ten years or so, um, but I, I think now we're we're actually seeing it. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think now we're 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 not there. It's not being hyperbolic. It's it's like. We, like it's there. Like it, it, we we see it right there, and it's not just for guns. It's, it's for a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. um, our economy's at stake. 
um, mm-hmm. our our entire freedom is is at stake. Yeah, How our sad. way of life, what we're all doing in America. <laughs> Man, like why? If you believe in the Green New Deal, your stake is at stake. <laughs> well, uh, true, true indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just bum bum bum? Did you just do yes? That? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, wiser words have never been spoken. <laughs> You know, that comes it? from a vegetarian, guys. That's, that's the funnier part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're a vegetarian? Oh, okay. Hey, how long do we know each other? Oh, I thought you about? used to be. No, I used to be a vegan. Oh, I'm now oh, just okay. a vegetarian. You came down a rank. Okay, yes, I remember I'm, this I'm conversation. I'm down one. I remember this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I think probably on that note we should wrap it up because I think we did put out a lot of emotion. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah. The time went fast, and I'm also beat up. <laughs> Oh man, this this yeah. 19's got me. Yeah. Draining. Yeah, I've lived I've literally been here in this studio today for 12 hours. Have you? I came in here about 8:30. Yeah. Yeah. I've, that's how yeah. long I've been here. I've done 12 hours in this place today. <laughs> I'm going to need Edgar to give us updates on his Instagram or whatever uh social well, that's media. Why I haven't been posting anything. Like Can if you, you just- notice can you just drop it on your story? I'm still alive, guys, because now I'm going to be like, invested yeah, in a yeah. Why are you not <laughs> posting on social media wrong. before we get out of here? What's the reason for this? I have not had any energy whatsoever. Like, oh, it, it, because you're not feeling well, or just I'm not feeling well. Yeah, okay. no, it, it just like basically barely enough energy to get up and drink mm-hmm. some water, just because I know I need to get stay hydrated. Okay, but yeah, that, that's basically why I haven't been able to. To uh, no energy. Listen, man, you could beat this coof. You could beat this coof. You oh, could do it, it, man. It's 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 on the back end yeah. now. Yeah. Um, Remember, you yeah. are Aztec warrior. That's right. Hell yeah. I am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your people I'm have tired. come up against worse than this, man. In their time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, tired as shit, but warrior. <laughs> Absolutely. Just, yeah, man. I just have a bowl of soup really quick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what listen if you're gonna have soup you better put a lot of pepper in it I can tell you that right now <laughs> whatever it is chicken soup or I don't know but you better put a lot of pepper in there brother you know I hope you're you're you're, you're taking some kind of because I know that um you're 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 thinking you have the COVID-19 but you're you haven't confirmed that yet right but you, you have not, all the symptoms yeah this is definitely yeah yeah this is like the, there's no way that it's mm-hmm. that it's not, but no, haven't been able to go get tested, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. basically just writing it out. My wife, uh, two of our kids have it, okay, as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah. Okay, so you guys are like staying home right now and doing yeah, all that pretty kind of much. Stuff. Okay. Uh, somebody's doing my classes today, and then okay do my classes tomorrow and then we'll, we'll see how we are by by the end of the week we'll, we'll get tested definitely by the end of the week but okay uh but yeah kind of staying away from everybody yeah and everyone out there in the chat now has to go get tested everybody <laughs> <laughs> you know what is that tracking program they're gonna start doing <laughs> you know? yeah if you got an iphone damn <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna start tracking people. Okay, listen, yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up, right? I think it was a great conversation. It always is when you're on, and same thing with Joanna. You know, um, I think it's always a good conversation. I enjoy the fact that both of you guys will talk about anything. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I think it helps folks out there. It helps me, actually, right? Uh, I don't know yeah. if it helps you. It helps me to do this, to like talk to people that we have. We not, we're not exactly the same, but we have things in common and we could bounce ideas off of each other. Um, even though we can't see each other in real life. I mean, it, it seems like it wasn't that long ago that we actually saw each other. But, you know, it, it really helps me out. So, yeah, always good times. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. So let's do this. Why don't you tell the folks out there who are interested in you, Edgar, how can they find out more about you? How can they communicate with you? Uh, you know, if you need some hot peppery chicken soup, how can they, you know, how can they send that in your uh, direction? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Instagram, uh, Guns for Everyone. Uh, basically, all of our social medias is Guns for Everyone. Our website is gunsforeveryone.com. As far as getting a hold of us, the, the best way is either through Facebook or, or Instagram. Um, we're one of the, the lucky few who has not been taken down as of right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of cheat cause I have a friend who works for, for Facebook. Um, so if I get shut down, it, it, I'd be really, really surprised. Mm-hmm. I'd have one, one less friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, get a hold of us if you, if you want on our social medias and the website is gunsforeveryone.com. Okay, awesome. Thanks. Uh, so, Latina Locked and Loaded, how can uh, the folks out there get in touch with you, um, find out more? How can they support you guys? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Latina Locked N, like the letter N, loaded. And more importantly, um, I, we have a podcast on Sundays at 7 on YouTube called Locked and Loaded Latinos. Come check us out. Yes, absolutely. And if uh, you start throwing war beads up in those braids, then it's better know it's really on. <laughs> I'll come next time with blue paint on my just, face. Yeah, just a bunch of red, red war beads going all the way down. Like, oh boy, somebody woke up the beast. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, listen. And by the way, I really do appreciate you hanging out with me on election night. Um, you put in a lot. We did like seven and a half hours, Edgar. Last oh man, time. I'm sure you guys were were. I, I'm sure You're anybody who did a show that day, yeah, was exhausted on fumes. I left here like three thirty, yeah. maybe quarter to four. Got home about four thirty. That's crazy. Something like that. Yeah, it was insane. From seven at night all the way up to three thirty ish. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, and Joanna was here for a big chunk of that. So, um, oh, yeah. listen, I appreciate everyone out there hanging out with us. Big shout out to Walfer Arms because they do actually write a check, help us keep the lights on and all that kind of stuff here. And I appreciate them doing that despite, uh, you know, all the things that I that I have to say. And they've never told me <laughs> what to say and or anything like that. So right. I, I appreciate those guys doing it as well as everyone else that sponsors us. Um, thanks so much to all the folks who are hanging out with us out there. Uh, I'm going to run in the end right now. Thanks. Big thanks to Edgar Antillion from Guns for Everyone, as well as Joanna from Latina Locked In Loaded. Um, and let me run in the end right now. Make sure you guys subscribe here to the channel. Smash the thumbs up so you can be notified whenever we go live. Ring the bell. That's what you got to do. You got to ring the bell to be notified when we go live. We appreciate everyone out there. We're going to rip out the audio from this and put it up on iTunes and all your favorite places um, to get audio. I notice it's growing people listening to this all over the world. Big shout out to those people. Um, The world can still be free if we keep fighting. It's when they convince us to stop fighting that we're in trouble. So don't be that person who gets convinced. 
Um, uh, who wants the final word here? Who should we give the final word to? I'll give it to Edgar. Okay, Edgar, so it's on you, the, the, the 19. Yeah. No, well, now you put me on the spot. <laughs> so all I say is I, I appreciate the time and, and the opportunity to be here. Okay, awesome. Thank you very much, guys. We're out of here. Peace. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Peace out.